Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Welcome everyone to Geraldine Tegelov Live. I'm Geraldine and I'm really excited to be coming across the airwaves and sharing some great info with you today. I actually have a very special guest here with me today and we're going to be chatting about a topic uh, which I believe is very dear to many people's hearts and the topic is how to find lasting love. I think if we're yeah, really honest with ourselves, we all crave the love of someone who loves us who we are, just who we are, you know, warts and all that beautiful person who wants to share the journey of life in a way that really supports who we are and what we do in life. None of us want to be changed or molded or perfected in any way, shape or form. We want a loving relationship with someone who simply loves us back without expectation or without strings attached. Uh, today, we're going to really get down to the nitty-gritty of this subject and see if we can shed some light on how you can find this very special someone and then, more importantly, grow alongside this partner in such a beautiful and loving way that it really is a happy and long-lasting relationship. You know, the happily ever after variety I guess you're wondering who my very special guest might be. Well, drum roll, please. Da 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 da. It's my husband, Bill. And what qualifies Bill as being able to assist us in unraveling the secrets to a happy and long lasting, loving relationship? Well, he and I have been married for 44 years. And I guess if he's managed to live with me for that long and still want to be here, <laughs> then that is qualification enough from my point of view anyway. Because sometimes I'm not that easy to live with. Bill and I met at the tender ages of 18 and 19 when uh, we were still both studying. I, I do remember our mothers remarking on how young we were the day we got married. Uh, but here we are, way down the track, still happy and still smiling. <laughs> Our story in short, we met at uni, uh, at a university gathering, and, and I'd love to say it was love at first sight, uh, but in actual fact, we became great friends, and out of that friendship grew love. So 48 years later, four years of courtship, which was kind of the way it was done back then, and 44 years of marriage, and I'm very happy and feel so blessed to say that uh, we, believe, we, we love each other so much more than we did the day we married. 
Uh, we've been very lucky, I hear you say. No, not lucky. <laughs> Just two people who knew in the depths of their being exactly what they wanted in a relationship. And when they found it, worked hard at uh, what Bill and I call the six L's, living, learning, listening, laughing, loving, and letting go. And we'll chat about all of those later in the show. So for today, I thought we would take a look at a number of things that we see as vital in creating a long-lasting and loving relationship. We're going to look at what is the definition of a loving relationship, uh, how do you create a long-lasting and loving relationship. We're going to take a look at what is essential for uh, a relationship to last. Um, and then we're going to talk about how do you keep the love alive. That's a, a huge one, especially over a long period of time. And we've also got some secret little hints and tips about relationships and and what we see as as absolutely vital to keep us going. And uh, but before we do that, and before I even introduce Bill, as we always do, we're going to start with a reading for this week. And I'm using my pause to reflect guidance cards today. Why? Well, <clears throat> believe it or not. Dogs just get it. They understand unconditional love. And this is so important in the creation of a great relationship. But more about that later. <laughs> now, as always, you'll find these cards on my website at www.geraldinetegelove.com and you spell Tegelove, T-E-G-G-E-L-O-V-E. Or you can even come here to toginet.com, T-O-G-I-N-E-T, and just search for Geraldine Tegelove Live. And once you click on the link of these cards, it'll take you to where you can get lots more information about them. They're just beautiful little cards. And whether you have a dog or whether you love dogs or not, these cards are all about that powerful energy of love and loyalty, which is absolutely you know perfect for what we're talking about today now the first card that i chose and as usual i just shuffle the cards and pick two so what comes out is perfect for us for today and the first card i chose was playfulness uh, and the little saying on the card from the dog says playfulness is shaking off after a dip in a puddle Dogs just love to play. They love to play ball, roll around in the grass pretending to growl and give gentle little bites, run through puddles, the muddier the better, and carry that stick all the way home just in case they run out of things to play with later. Um, when the gene for playfulness was being handed out, dogs must have been one of the first in line. We were all gifted with this playfulness gene at birth. But as an adult, it takes a concerted effort to remember what it was like as a child to simply play. We also forget how important this is for our lives, you know, helping us to feel energized and well-balanced. As we grow older, we get so caught up in the busyness of life 
that we no longer find time to be playful. And this delightful dog named Sonny is suggesting that to find uh, grown-up playtime is a decision that only you can make. Um, if life has been getting you down because you are on that never-ending roundabout of all work and no play, then perhaps it's time for you to jump clear, shake yourself off and go and have some fun. Playing can be classified as anything that brings a smile to your face and a spring to your step. So what might that be for you today? Make time for some playfulness. Um, depends on where you are in the world. You might even find a puddle or two to jump in. We certainly can here at the moment. <laughs> it just hasn't stopped raining. <laughs> Now, my second reading for today and second card is the card of forgiveness. Interesting that this one should pop out uh, around our theme for today. And on the front of the card, it says forgiveness is still smiling, even when there's no time for a walk. How great it is to see the excitement in your dog when you take out the lead and it knows it's time to go for a walk. Equally as good is the quiet resignation within your dog when days go by that that lead never appears. We can all get cross and yell sometimes at things our wonderful big or little friends get up to, you know, the torn end of the sheets that were left hanging on the clothesline, the squashed and broken plants that were only planted yesterday, or the dirty footprints across the living room carpet can all make for an interesting day. But no matter how cross we become, that little dog face still comes up smiling and its tail keeps wagging. Oh, what a beautiful way to live. This <clears throat> delightful dog, um, Maisie, is suggesting you follow in its paw prints and learn the art of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a gift we give to others but a gift we give ourselves. You see, dogs understand that not to forgive is only hurting one person, and that is you. Dogs understand that unforgiveness is a pathway to unhappiness and to ill health. Perhaps it's time to stop filling your body and your life with poison and find a way to forgive yourself and others. Today, get your face smiling and your tail wagging with forgiveness. My goodness, what fabulous advice for uh, today and for particularly in alignment with our topic for today. Um, both forgiveness and having fun are so, so important to finding and creating that amazing happily ever after story that a lot of us are looking for and craving in life. Uh, this is something that we really can focus on and take a long hard look at. Forgiveness is absolutely vital to any relationship working. And yes, you know, we all have our ups and downs in relationships. 
But if we can learn this art of forgiving, uh, it is just amazing how things can unfold in beautiful and loving ways. Sometimes that can be difficult because, yes, we know in partnerships there are things that happen and things that really rub us up the wrong way. <laughs> but, you know, if we step out of the situation and look at it through forgiving eyes, we can do it all. Now, after the break, I'm going to introduce Bill and we are going to get into this topic in a big way. Can't wait. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. Years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles, and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Teglov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Teglov Live, and today's show is the fourth in a series of five shows on the many facets of love. This show is all about finding lasting love and living it. Is this really possible in a world where the separation rate is high and climbing? Yes, it is. If this is what you are looking for but haven't found it yet, I hope that all we share with you today can help you see it is exactly what you can have as a life experience. I'm sure with the help of my guest, you'll feel a little excitement bubbling up. And um, this is, uh, let me introduce my gorgeous husband and very bestest friend, Bill. Welcome, Bill. 
Thank you. Well, um, hello everybody. It's it's really great to be sitting next to you at the microphone. I've been uh, for many many months now. I I see you here at work, sitting and talking uh, to all those people out there in the wider world. And I think, well, it's really great to be sitting here with you and uh, sharing this experience. Yes, and I am quite excited about having you here. I mean, you know, this can be quite a lonely little experience, radio. You're kind of talking into a microphone and hoping there's someone out there listening. So it's nice to have someone here beside me today. It's really good. And we've got the cuppers here, so, you know, all good. So um, I guess, Bill, what I'd really like to do that... um, get into this straight away because you know we've got heaps to talk about and heaps to get through so I hope you've had your week weeks already or have you yes today yes, yes, <laughs> uh, Australians you know it's the big thing about having your week weeks it's a breakfast cereal that we have here in Australia and they always say you know Aussie kids are week weeks kids um, we're a bit past the kids stage but the week weeks can still happen now before we start Bill Remember, we promised that uh, there'd be no little private secret shares shared. Is that right? Yes, and I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> I think we better both hold to that. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start with what is the definition of a loving relationship? Um, do you want to start with that or do you want me to start with that? What do you see as that? It's... It's really hard to define it. I think it's more talking about elements or, or aspects that are that are really important, and that uh, helps get a sense of of uh, what actually makes a, a long lasting relationship. And and for me, it's about making that commitment, and at the same time having an expectation that this is going to work. You know, once you once you make a decision and say, well, no matter what this is going to work, then you're already well on the road to success. Yeah, I guess so. Um, from from my point of view, and this could be a whole sort of female aspect too, is um, that it is all about uh, love and caring and uh, loyalty and, as you say, that commitment and just, um, I guess, finding that that special person within too. It's not just about, certainly not about. The, I, I know, Bill, you're tall, dark, and handsome. Um, might have lost a bit of the hair at the moment at this point in time, but you were tall, dark, and all blonde and handsome. Now it's a little bit of grey. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we can both say that too. Um, but it, it's not all about, to me, um, you know, real love is not all about just the outer physical look, but it's the inner. What are you, I guess, what are you really wanting to find in a person who on the inside and not just on the outside? Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. And... And look, another really key element for me is is the ability to be adaptable. If you think of as we move through life, we're continually um, needing to change because life just goes on around us and the world just rolls on and we're, there's always new things happening and new technologies and we need to adapt to the changes that are happening around us. And that's equally important in a relationship. If we allow it to stagnate, if we just have this... Uh, 
this expectation that well we're in it now and and we have a, a mindset that that we're set in our ways and I'm not going to change this and I'm not going to change that then it's really not setting it up for success and I think the ability to be adaptable is is really really important and I guess that real uh, that kind of fits in with we all have certain seasons in our lives don't we and with each season there naturally comes change and even going through a relationship uh, there's always that honeymoon period to start with and and uh, that we all know about and and you know but but I guess the intention for us was uh, to continue that honeymoon stage and not have it go away, just to have it happen. And so it was finding things that um, that we could do to continue that on. So yeah. you're saying it's been a 44-year honeymoon <laughs> stage? Oh, well, you know, I guess with any relationship, there's always those little times where yeah. you could... Oh. <laughs> You get your feathers ruffled, don't you? A little, yeah, yes, a little. and that's only natural. Um, it, it's it's never going to be smooth sailing, I don't think, if you're going to be real about it. But um, but you know, to me, a loving relationship definitely is about the caring and the love and the nurturing and uh, just being yourself and accepting the other person as who they are. Okay, so let's move on to how do you create a long-lasting and very loving relationship? Uh, to me, uh, it's it, you talked about it, Bill. It's that commitment, being committed every single day, really, to making the relationship a happy one. Um, it doesn't necessarily... Uh, mean that you jumping circles all the time or hoops or whatever how you say it but you are you make that effort every single day to to have the relationship work how do you what do you think it's you probably go through a period of time where you're doing that consciously and, and you actually have to think about it and, and uh, because like all things in your life you think about um, how it's going and, and how to move forward and, and I suppose you go through a period of time where it's a conscious decision day in, day out to remain committed and, and after a period of time it, it can still happen at the unconscious level um, but it's still important to stop and reflect every so often and say, well, what's working well? Why is it working well? What are the things that maybe I can be doing to make things better? Yeah. And you're great at focusing on that. It's never, I don't think I have ever heard you say what I need to be doing. You have always been wonderful at focusing on on what you can do to uh, to make it better or to improve it or to make it happier, which is, I feel very blessed that I've had someone like that. Well, I, I just feel very strongly that if there's something happening in my life that I'm not happy with, that I'm the one who has to make the change, that uh, I can't expect that my life will change as a result of somebody else doing something and, and expect that they will automatically do that. 
Um, and I guess, too, it's about honouring each other, um, honouring each other's journey. And, and look, this come being, you know, here's the metaphysician coming out in me again, Bill. But it's all about that first law of the universe, you know, what we give out we get back mm, absolutely yeah and if we honor the other person in in loving ways and um uplifting ways then that is naturally going to come back to us uh i think i don't know about you but i see that it's really good to talk about this isn't it I don't, have we ever had this really deep discussion well Probably not to the well. I can say certainly not on air. No. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we just better be very careful about what we share. Yeah. Um, but it is honouring each other, and it is giving to the other. And I think we've always had that. Um, I guess that rule here that if one person is a little bit down, the other half make sure that he or she is up uh would you be would you say yes. that's fair enough yes. yeah um so that there's not both of us being down at the same time and um if you know that the other one really needs your love and support even if you're feeling a bit down too you lift yourself out of it and you get on with it to make sure that the other person is being cared for and lifted yes that's really important yeah really important um, what about um, friendship? Um, that's a big one as well. We, you know, being friends is so so important. How do you feel about that? Well, first and foremost, I, I think you need to be the best of friends. Um, for me, my number one friend is is you. Yeah, and um, there's absolutely no doubt at all about that. It's uh, it's a uh, I think things happen in life that, that sometimes you're required to make decisions which will sway you one way or another. And I think that if you don't have uh, if you don't have your partner as your number one priority and your relationship as your number one priority, then sometimes you may be forced to make a decision which uh, which elevates something else to a higher position than that. Than that. And um, I think then. You're on the road to uh, things going spiralling downwards. Yes, certainly. Um, to me, I guess it, it's always been friendship and love together combined and we've always done everything together and made decisions together and even though you know we know truly that we can go off and make a decision on our own but there's something in us that says, I really want to share this. Mm. I, I want to make sure that we both on the same wavelength about this so it's a great way to be and travel that journey together and and friends will will stand by each other yes right through anything Absolutely. yeah they sure will okay so we're coming into break again uh, we're going to have to talk pretty fast in the next segment bill because you know i've got an awful lot here on my list but <laughs> i'm sure we'll get through it won't we We'll, I'll stop talking quite so much and, and we'll get there. So after the break, we're going to have a look at what is essential for the relationship to life. 
best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove, will return after this short break. My husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating, which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. If strengthening your muscles is your primary goal, is it better to do yoga or Pilates? The New York Times reported that the answer depends mainly on what you are trying to strengthen. Studies show that Pilates is an effective method to fortify the muscles of the abdominal wall. They question whether it strengthens the rest of the body, though. However, they state that yoga with its fluid poses may strengthen larger sections of the body. A study published in the Asian Journal of Sports Medicine found that after six months of almost daily yoga sun salutations and no other resistance training, the participants could bench press significantly more weight and complete more push-ups and pull-ups than at the beginning of the study. They state that yoga is the winner. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelove. Woohoo! You are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And I have been chatting today uh, with my gorgeous husband, Bill, about creating loving relationships that last. This is a fourth in the series of five shows. Um, And I'm learning heaps today about what makes this man tick, even though we've been together for 48 years. So that's been good fun. I think I'm going to know some of his trade secrets, yeah. I guess I've simply enjoyed what he brings to our marriage without actually, you know, taking the time sometimes to really ponder it deeply. I'm sure I do, but today it's being done quite consciously. (laughs) Now, if you'd like to listen to the complete show, if you've only just joined us and heaps of others, then you can download them for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelov live under podcasts, or you can come here to TogiNet and listen or download. And you can also do that uh, from my website at GeraldineTegelov.com. Now, Before uh, the break, we were talking about how to create a long-lasting relationship, but now we want to have a chat about what is essential for a relationship to last. This is, you know, we're past the honeymoon stage, and now we're into it and working at making it last. So, Bill, do you want to 
go first on this. What do you think is is key to this? Oh, there are there are so many things. I suppose for me, one of the one of the most important is to have a set of common values. I think that uh, the things that I value and the things that I will uh, not compromise on, that if they're the same as as uh, your set of uh, primary values, then I think we're well on the road to a very successful relationship. Well, I mean, it's also, it just stands to reason. If you're not in alignment with values, it just isn't going to work, is it? No, not at all. And uh, I know from chatting with clients sometimes, um, you know, I say to them, this is, this is really vital to have values that align with each other. And if they don't, it's going to be tricky to get things, well, to keep things going. I see also unconditional love. Now, I'm not talking being the doormat here. I'm talking unconditional love for um, the things that really rub you up the wrong way. Now, I'm sorry, Bill, I love you very much, but there are some times when I could, you know, just scream, like when we're doing things together on the computer and I just want you to press the button. And you have to look at it and think about it, you know. So I have to just walk off somewhere and come back. And I'm sure there are things about me that annoy you too. Can I remind you right now that <laughs> one of the things that I think is really, really essential is that we don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. You know, we use that expression. <laughs> and uh, I can see a couple of little beads of sweat. Uh, <laughs> appearing around the corners of your mouth right now and I, I think you know it's it's just essential that we look at uh, that sometimes when we get caught up in the little things that annoy us it's really important to be able to take a step back and to look and say in the big picture of things how important is this and it is is it really worth expending all that negative energy on just yeah. getting my way in this particular situation yeah I so agree but it's it's something that really we have to work on every right, day, absolutely. and it's something that is a learned trait, really. Because when you spend your life, you know, on your own for so many years, and then suddenly there's somebody else in your life, and and who might do things in a slightly different way, it um, <clears throat> it really does matter. But I guess that leads us into um, the importance of a sense of humour. <laughs> Just a little bit. Mm. But being able to laugh at yourself. Yes. And I know sometimes when we're having perhaps um, uh, a conversation that is... A discussion. A, a discussion, yes. And we both stop and roar laughing at just how silly it is, really. It just changes everything, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and it only takes one of us to start to laugh and the other one has to join in. And to be able to laugh at yourself in that situation is a big thing. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I guess it's also essential. Um, intimacy is so essential to for a relationship to last, regardless of uh, how old you are or what season of, of that marriage that you're in or that relationship, not necessarily marriage but partnership, that intimacy side of the relationship is is absolutely essential. Mm, it's critical. And, um, you know, don't believe people when they say, well, you know, life finishes at, uh, at 30, life finishes at 40, life finishes at 50, life 
no, life starts at 40, life starts again at 50 and, and starts again at 52 <laughs> and starts again at 60 and life starts every day. And, uh, and intimacy is just such a critical aspect of a, of a strengthening a relationship that's already strong. Yes, and uh, int- intimacy is not all about sex either. It's about that, um, that caring for each other in beautiful, loving ways. And and making sure that that's there every single day. Yes, it's uh, well, it's 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 the whole it's the whole package, isn't it? It certainly mm. is. Yeah, and it's a, a necessary part of that package, as you say, Bill. Regardless of of how old you are or where you are within that marriage. So, <clears throat> going on from that, and it probably leads into it, and uh, I guess all these things that we're talking about interlock with each other don't they but um how do you keep the love alive this is such a a huge one because it's one thing to get into a relationship and a partnership and and be have it all happy for the first few years but how do you keep that love alive and uh, do you mind if i start with this one bill because i i for me um we look at this we call this the six l's you know the and we'll go through each one of them quite briefly today because we don't have that much time but the first one on my list is the living because this is all about living your truth and allowing your partner to live who he or she is you know, trying to pretend to be um, someone you're not or trying to live up to someone else's expectations, it just doesn't work, does it? No. Um, a great relationship is, is what is called an interdependent relationship that allows each person to live who they are and travel their own journey whilst being supported by the other with love and with understanding. And I think we've managed to do that. I, I don't mean to, uh, what do they say, blow our own horn, but I think we've managed to do that really well and have always supported each other in, in our chosen journey. Yes. And this type of relationship allow, has allowed you know us to grow as individuals and um, I guess grow in or create happy and successful life for both of us, mm. not just one of us, but for both of us. Well, when you when you talk about uh, you know the journey of life, it's it's a process of uh, of learning and, and and growing, and I I see that that's uh, your second L is is uh, learning. We're always learning about ourselves and. If you throw another person into the equation, then it uh, it adds an enormous amount of uh, interest and, yes. and challenge, <laughs> challenge to that whole uh, life experience. Um, I think that when you're in a, a long-term um, loving relationship, that that relationship reflects back to you the person that you really are. And uh, in that process, you learn an enormous amount about yourself uh, you learn to share, you learn to trust. Um, it's critical to be absolutely honest, to um, have total t- integrity. Um, you learn to give in ways that you've never given before because you come to understand that the more that you give, the more that you get back. Mm, most, I agree, totally. And it's it's that um, you're learning that 
<clears throat> there's no place for uh, selfishness or jealousy or lack of commitment if you're wanting this to work. And the trust is, you know, you learn, um, I guess, to trust totally, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Now, our <clears throat> oh, pardon me, I've got a bit of a frog here. <clears throat> well, I, I would say that uh, even after all all these years, that uh, there's still an enormous amount that I'm learning about myself, but also learning about you on a on a day. Well, that's good. I like to keep you on your toes. You know, I don't want you to know everything just yet because we've got a few years well, ahead we of do. us. Yes, we do. <laughs> I need to keep this interesting, Bill. Um, I guess. The third of our L's is the listening. Um, and no funny remarks about and this. And I'm, re I'm really good at that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I asked for it really, didn't you I? Did. <laughs> because you understand that if somebody's listening, well, then obviously somebody else is talking. <laughs> and I like to talk lots. I mean, you know, really lots. I guess that's why I'm on radio. <laughs> At least on radio, I can just keep talking, can't I? You're well in your element. Yes, I certainly am. But listening um, within a great relationship, you'll always find that there are two people who are willing to listen to the needs and opinions of the other. Uh, they've worked on creating wonderful communication where there is genuine talking and listening. So that's so important, and we have to remind ourselves quickly before we go to break. Bill, what do you? What's our fourth L? Ah, oh, the fourth L is the, is the best of all. It's it's the ability to be able to laugh. It's uh, laughter is is no doubt the best medicine to keep a, a relationship young and alive and thriving. Um, <clears throat> it reduces stress and produces much healthier cells in the body. So. The ability to be able to see the funny side of life and to laugh often and to laugh together is uh, is just critical for a healthy and happy relationship. If you're not laughing together, then I really don't think that you're living life together. No, and you've got to just find, uh, you know, go and find a funny movie to laugh at if you can't figure it out yourself but yeah do, do something silly say something funny <laughs> um, and you're good at that yes sometimes in those moments you know those moments bill yeah just to uh, have a good laugh is perfect after the break we've got just a couple more wonderful things to share with you so do not go away uh, i want you to Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's words you never heard. Do you ever get nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunge plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as 10 cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing-along. 
What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Vitzel soup. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. If you are looking to drop a few extra pounds or to just get more toned, working out with an exercise ball is a good idea. Livestrong.com says that when you perform exercises on a stability ball, you are engaging your core and helping to shape and tone your abs. Exercising with a stability ball, also known as an exercise or fitness ball, will strengthen your core and improve your balance and stability. They remind us that it is impossible to spot reduce. You need to consume fewer calories than you burn, and then the weight will come off all over your body, including around your waist. As you are cutting back on calories, be sure to use the exercise ball during this time to tighten and tone your waist. Your newly sculpted abs will become more and more visible as your weight decreases. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. We are back and you are listening to Geraldine and Bill on Geraldine Tegelov Live. I'm sharing radio today with the love of my life, my husband Bill. And I've learned lots today, things I have probably taken for granted uh, for many years uh, or many of the years together. And I guess it's never too late to learn and grow, but it's been fabulous having you here with me, Bill. Um, Today's note says, when we discover the secret of loving self, we have discovered the secret to attracting the magical, everlasting love of another. So true. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, self-love comes before any other sort of love. Now, Bill, today I've chosen a song to play. And this song, remember, I wrote um, way back uh, many years ago about um, you coming from Holland, all the way from Holland, especially to find me. Now, tell me that was true. That's an amazing journey. It's an amazing story. It is an amazing story, how, uh, how couples come or people find each other. And, um, you know, you travel with your parents at the age of two and settled here in Australia and... We found each other at a, a social gathering in quite funny circumstances, but we won't go into that today. <laughs> but right now, um, I'd love to play for you this song called A Moment Ago. Here we go.
Now, we've only got a few minutes left, so we really need to get into this. Um, what I, uh, we, were, we still had two of the L's to go, and the one that uh, is really important, too, is the loving aspect. Um, I'm not necessarily here talking about intimacy, but uh, I guess from personal experience, the more we learn to love ourselves, the more we empower ourselves to be totally accepting of our partner. Would you agree? Absolutely, it, yes. You know, it sounds really silly, but it works. Uh, people are attracted to those who are completely happy within their own skin and their own uniqueness. And I guess it, it comes down again to, um, here's the metaphysician again, what we, the energy that we vibrate to the world. Um, what about our final um, L, which is the letting go? This is huge. And girls, um, I have to say it, but we're very good at times at holding on to things that have happened within our relationships, and we hold on to them for a very long time. And then in the middle of an argument or a discussion, I should say, Bill, we bring it up again when our partners have long forgotten the situation. Do you uh, understand this one, Bill? <laughs> Look, this, uh, this is really critical. We, we need to be able to let go. We need to be able to say the past is the past and we don't drag it up. It's, uh, it's gone. And if we can't do that, then we're just um, we're allowing a sore that was there many, um, many months ago or many years ago just to continue to fester. And we need to uh, put that to rest. Yes. Yeah. And 
I guess the best thing to do is to discuss things immediately or within the pretty, you know, close immediacy, uh, then let it go. I mean, let go the need to always be right and always get your own way within the decision-making, I think, is really important too. Because good relationships are built on acknowledging both points of view. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. Yeah. So um, I think that gets through our L's. And, uh, but we did have one last thing to look at, Bill. And I wrote down when I was writing notes for our show today together, I wrote about secret tips for uh, long-lasting, loving relationships. I hope you thought about this, Bill. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so do you want me to go first? Yes, you All right. So my first one is to be spontaneous, just to do things on the spur of the moment. You know, pack up the picnic rug and pack up a few little goodies and head out somewhere. Or even just go for a walk. Uh, be spontaneous. Uh, you know, pour a glass of something and and just have it on the spot. Or I know you're really good at saying, okay, Dars, we're heading to the movies and I haven't got, didn't even know about it, but we just go. It's wonderful to be spontaneous. Do you have one now? Well, look, what goes with that is is the ability to be able to, to have fun. Um, I think it's really important to bring out the little kidiness. Um, you know, we often take life far too seriously, and I think it's important to... You talked before with the cards about the need to be playful, and I think we, we, we need to be playful. Uh, no matter how old or how young we are, remember that age is a thing of the mind, it's not a thing of the body. Um, and we just need to be able to bring out the kidness and do things like have a dance around the kitchen floor whilst uh, we're halfway through doing the dishes or halfway through uh, <laughs> cooking a meal. Just uh, stop and do one little waltz around the kitchen. Oh, you just uh, you just pinched my suggestion. I, I, uh, that was going to well, be my. <laughs> but I'm glad we're both on the same wavelength because we so often we put on music and I'll be you know in the critical stage of stirring the the stir fry or something, and next minute I'm waltzing around the kitchen. Lucky we've got a large kitchen. Yes. But it is, uh, that to me is just, well, it's it kind of all of them, being spontaneous, having fun together and dance. Um, and I guess Bill has learnt very quickly that I just love dancing. So it's great to lift both of us, isn't it? And I suppose that's a great metaphor for, for the relationship to be able to dance through life together. So, oh, how's, how's that for a finishing <laughs> comment, mate? Oh, smarty pants. You had to, you just had to do it, didn't you? <laughs> I was waiting for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and now it'll be forever <laughs> recorded, but that's great. Now, I'm sorry, everyone, it's time to finish today's show. Thanks so much, Bill, for joining me today. It's been just great to have you here. Uh, don't forget, everyone, you can get a live recording of this and have a listen somewhere down the track. But in the meantime, a million blessings of love and happiness and peace to you all and beautiful relationships. Just go out there, find that special person 
and make it happily ever after. Make it happen. Yeah. Fantastic. Bye for now. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So why